Hello everyone and welcome to the Art of Conversations. A channel that is dedicated to furthering the quality of human interaction by bringing focus on the way we hold day-to-day conversations. Today's episode is inspired by something that I came across in the social media. A piece that made me pause and reflect in a deep and profound manner. So here it goes. It's called A Doctor's Dinner Table Conversations by Vimal Sangam. Quote, I stuffed the cold chapatis into my dry mouth, more out of compulsion than out of hunger, while my stomach is full of the feeling of impending doom. As Ma chides me a thousandth time on video call for eating lunch at dinner time, and she proceeds to tell me about another one of her relatives testing positive for the virus. How their entire family is languishing in isolation while they search for vials of a drug she can't even pronounce the name of. Pa talks of plateaus and peaks while my mind subconsciously calculates the number of beeps and wonders how much time I have to finish dinner before that man in the right corner starts to gasp again. And in such times, I don't tell Ma that I just declared seven deaths, one of a 28-year-old, in an eight-hour duty. You see, mortality isn't a great dinner table conversation. You know, Ma, yellow fluid poured out of the dead man's mouth when I pressed his carotid for pulse. Pass the salt? No, that would be inappropriate. So I don't say the numbers. I don't show them the rashes on my wrists from wearing a personal protective equipment because then my dinner time would be spent in trying to convince their knotted bros that I'm really fine, healthy. So instead I ask Pa about his work from home, Ma's Mogra plant and an enthusiastic recipe for immunity boosters are after all a better tete-a-tete. And while she tilts the phone to show me dal chawal on a plate, the steam fogging up the rear camera, a strange lump forms in my throat asking, when will this end? But the monitors are blinking and I must go. So I blow a kiss at my universe across the screen, wishing, if not hoping, that someday, when all of this ends, I can have a real dinner table conversation. End quote. This piece has captured the predicament of people in the medical fraternity in a very impactful manner. With nothing but hopelessness all around, it is the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, and other related staff that are bearing the brunt of a highly dysfunctional system, and also having to deal with patients and their relatives who are hoping and praying for a miracle to save them from this ordeal. And you know what caught my attention is the conversation. The dialogue that the character in this piece is having with her parents, while a myriad number of thoughts and actions occupy her own physical and mental space. You know, while she deals with the travails of the real world, her wanting to keep her parents insulated from the gory realities of her occupation and the circumstances is almost a fight, a battle that every single one of us is fighting. Towards the end, You can feel the yearning for things to return back to normal in order to have that real dinner table conversation. Now, albeit in not a similar setting, but in many different ways, there are many of us who are living away from our families, friends, 
near and dear ones and in some cases for too long. In all of this, it's our relationship with our parents that comes into focus perhaps the most. Now there is worry on both sides. There is anxiety on both sides. There is a genuine concern for the well-being of the other. Now all of this sometimes erupts in the form of a frustration, disagreement, argument and a lot more due to the sheer helplessness on either side to offer support to the other. It's almost like I want to help, I don't know how to help and I don't know where to start. I have friends that are single and going through emotional upheavals due to the constant barrage of all the depressing news and events unfolding around us. They have close friends and family that have been afflicted with COVID and in some cases have lost a few of them. There's yet another dimension of this, which is the state of elders in the family and in our homes. Now, each time there is news of someone turning positive or worse a death, the first question asked is, how old was that person? Now, at the age of 60s, 70s or older, all that an elderly person seeks is the attention of people in the house and someone to speak with. Now, given the already packed and now uncertain turn of events, everyone in the house is busy with their own thing and the elders are nearly neglected, not willingly, but they are not a priority. Sad, but true. There are a few things I want to leave you with in this episode. Number one, it's okay to feel low and powerless in a situation like this. Acknowledge it rather than fight the feeling. Number two, reach out to the people you care about the most, especially your parents. Even if it is for a five-minute conversation during the day to check on them, it, is, it just works wonders in terms of the psyche. And this also applies to people that live in the same house with their parents and yet don't connect with them regularly, right? Number three, when you feel low, speak to someone that understands you. Don't bottle up everything. Hey, there are still good people left in your life. Leverage them now. There is enough said about COVID protocols, so I'll pass. All I want to say is stay safe, stay alive. Until next time. 